0: Welcome to the EchoCast. I am Bon and this is a podcast about video game news, speculation, reviews, and whatever else I feel like talking about. This week we'll be talking about Xbox making deals, BioWare giving Dreadwolf info, Atomic Heart getting mixed takes and much more. A few things before we get started. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're on Spotify or iTunes, please review the show at your leisure or do it right now on YouTube. Please subscribe to the channel, like the video and comment with your thoughts, questions or just to say hello. A huge thanks to supporter level patrons PK, the Don, Cage Nephilim and Neuronix, as well as a special thanks to producer level patron Hassan. If you are interested in supporting the podcast and getting ad-free episodes for as little as $1 per month, please check out patreon.com slash bond Diesel. Gaming news. Let's jump into it. This week we have 11 stories. Story number one. Xbox signs 10-year agreements with Nintendo and NVIDIA. Uh, so this was an interesting story this weekend. it started off with this Nintendo announcement and it was guaranteeing Call of Duty and its full experience to Nintendo for the next 10 years. Um, this was mentioned before that this deal was in the works and it seems like there's been a collective reaction by Nintendo of being like, I, I guess we'll take it. I mean, our-, our system, our current system can't play it, but if you'll guarantee it, uh, okay, sure. Why not? Um, because they and everyone else sees that this is clearly just Xbox trying to play, uh, you know, to, to play th- these deals up to to make their hopeful uh, acquisition of Activision and Beth- uh, Blizzard uh, go through faster. The bigger deal that happened was with NVIDIA, whereas the Nintendo deal will probably matter when Nintendo puts out their new hardware. I'm sure it will be able to play a modern Call of Duty game, which is still being made to work on the last gen systems. So it might make sense in the future. But the only chance the Switch has to play these games is through streaming and playing shooter games through streaming. Just it's not great. But the NVIDIA deal is interesting. NVIDIA was a notable detractor of the original deal um, and, and said like publicly they were against the acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Xbox. Now that uh, Microsoft signed a 10-year deal to put all of their PC games onto the NVIDIA streaming system, now they've changed their tune and all of a sudden they're okay with the deal now. But that's fine. And honestly, that was a big hurdle. And I think something like that is going to be a big deal in the eventual, uh, you know, almost certain uh, approval of this deal, at least in my opinion. Um, I, I think I've, I have got to a point where I didn't want to hear about this story anymore. But now it's just interesting, um, in my opinion. Now it's just fascinating. I'm curious to see how far it's gonna go. I I really think that I've seen a lot of really sensational takes by a lot of creators. And at no point do I think this deal has ever actually been in danger. It's just how lucrative the deal can be for Xbox has gone up and down. Um, I I, I still think they're gonna have to give up some pretty significant concessions. you know, they've already said that if the CMA tries to force them to cut Activision out of the deal or cut Call of Duty out of the deal, the deal is just over, which makes sense that the deal is like half because of them. So I'm curious to keep paying attention to it. At this point, it's just morbid curiosity. At this point, I just want to see what happens and we'll have to, to go from there. But um, I, I think that all signs still point to this eventually leading to this deal getting approved, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happens before the end of this year. Story number two the Bioware Dragon Age Dreadwolf blog. So, Bioware put out a really, really sizable blog about Dreadwolf um, this week, and it's interesting if you just go to bioware blog um if you just search for that you'll you'll pretty easily find it and i'm gonna be totally honest i feel like i'm like probably more knowledgeable about game dev than like the average person i felt so completely lost uh, reading this blog it is very technical it is very thorough Um, what i can tell you is that they specifically address that they would not be giving out information about trailers or a release date in this blog they very specifically cited we'll be doing that through more official channels Um, there also was no mass effect news on this one in in most of the blogs, they have mostly focused on Dreadwolf, but they've thrown in a little Mass Effecting at the end. But this is the second blog where they haven't done that, and they've just focused on Dreadwolf, which like shouldn't be surprising. I mean, Dreadwolf, I still think is coming out this year. I think they're going to do an EA play probably at E3. I think they will announce they'll they'll show a big actual trailer for Dreadwolf and they'll announce a release date in let's say September. Um I, I think that's still happening. I would say November or December at the latest. Um and, and that's where I stand. Um I, I've I've tried to kind of go through some of this blog. There's no There was no big, like, reveals or anything there. At least I couldn't find anything hiding um, between the lines. But if you're curious about game development, I think it's a really good thing to read. Um, I would add on to that, that if you go onto YouTube, there's like a 30-plus video series um, by the Psychonauts um, team, um, about their development of their game from beginning to end. This includes uh, the fact that they were initially an indie studio who was um, you know, using like GoFundMe to get their game going. And then in the middle of development, they got bought by Microsoft. And that made a big difference. And so um, I haven't gotten to watch it all yet. I have started it and it's really good. Um, I highly suggest if you're interested in game dev, it's very important to see behind the scenes. If you care about games, if you get upset about delays, things like that, you really need to watch these kind of videos and series to understand that, you know, it's not just as simple as them throwing some models on the map and then you get to play your game. There's a lot more to it than that. So yeah, this BioWare blog, definitely check it out if you're just curious don't go to it if you're expecting big info drops that's not happening yet but i think we're only a few months away from that story number three atomic heart uh releases and it has gotten a metacritic score of 73 that was for the xbox and an open critic score of 74 um, this game has been interesting. Um, there, Just in the last couple days has been a big hubbub where the Ukrainian government is reaching out to Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo or probably Steam. I don't think Nintendo has it. And being like, hey, please don't list this game. Um, and the reasoning is weird. So the studio was founded in Russia. Um, I believe it's now in a different country. But the lead dev... Um, has some really weird connections with the Russian government and the owner of the studio has some even weirder connections to the Russian government and there's also a lot of fear that there's direct from government money um, that helped fund this project. Um, You know, everyone has their own personal politics and as we saw with the Hogwarts Legacy situation, everyone's going to kind of do their own thing. I I think people should do what they feel is right. I don't plan on playing this game anymore. And it's like 2% because of the Russia thing. And it's like 98% because I just don't like the game. It's pretty. It has an interesting world. It has interesting lore. But I think the combat doesn't feel good, at least in my experience. The the protagonist is just the worst. Um, like I'm talking like for spoken bad, like the worst dialogue I think I've ever heard from one character. And then the overall dialogue is just not very good. Um, it, it has some weird open world stuff. I just don't really like it. it. It's just not hitting it for me. And it's really weird because the Metacritics are around 73, 74, but I've seen scores as high as like nine or 10 out of 10 and as low as four or five out of 10. This game really seems to rub some people the right way and some the wrong. Um, I actually kind of like it when there's big discrepancies in that. I definitely lean towards the lower side of that, maybe a five or six out of 10. But then when I've seen people streaming who are really enjoying it, like I get why they're having fun because it is chaotic and wonky and it's kind of scary. Um, it's an interesting game. I, I just hate how many of the games we enjoy now have these really crappy exterior situations uh, and circumstances. And I don't think it's okay to just be like, well, I just want to play a game. Um, I think you should be aware of the things going on around you But at the same time, if you're not going to let that stop you, then, you know, who am I to say that you shouldn't do a thing or like something? I just um, I don't think this game is very good, and I think that's the main reason I don't care for it. Um, I believe this is Mungfish's, the developer, their first game. So this definitely will probably be a big step to their next game. But we'll just have to, um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Let me know if you're playing Atomic Heart and what you thought about it down in the comments of the YouTube video or over on my Twitter. Story number four, Diablo 4 Beta Announce. For early access people, folks, uh, pre-orders and such, uh, the beta starts on March 17th. For uh, the open beta, it's March 24th. Um, this is a game I'm like super excited about. Um, I haven't played Diablo since two, I I never really played three and it seems like it's a, it's an experience I could really enjoy. Um, especially streaming, being able to just kind of chat with people while doing this, not brainless, but somewhat brainless, uh, gameplay, um, yeah, I'm really excited for this. It, it looks really pretty. It looks like they're trying to go back to their roots a lot with a lot of the game mechanics. And it seems like there's a lot of people who are genuinely excited about Diablo 4. But I also feel like you haven't, like, heard people talk about it that much they also haven't shown that much we're really seeing this pattern recently of games only being shown like in that last couple of weeks or last month or two of development and so i suspect diablo 4 is going to be the same way uh, Jedi survivor is story number five and it, we got a good chunk of new gameplay. Um, it did show dismemberment of some humanoids, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, it could have been, maybe it was an old build or something and, or maybe that's a thing they added. That would be super cool. Um, Overall, I mean, this game just looks so fun. It looks so wild. It looks so acrobatic. And, um, you know, the timing focus of the game isn't my favorite. I'm not very good at it. But I really do believe they will, um, you know, that, that, that they'll pull this off. And uh, it, it seems like, and, and there's been some people who previewed it, they basically said everything they didn't like from the first one has been fixed. So if that's true, that's super exciting because there were some really annoying parts about the first game, though you will hear that there are some people who really liked some of those kind of more hardcore uh, mechanics in the first game. Well, that's not me. I'm glad they're given options to, to get past some of that stuff, and it will probably mean I will finish this game story number six battlefield single player game is being made by ridgeline games um ridgeline is a studio that was developed specifically for the purpose of being part of this big battlefield team that um and, and their purpose is going to be to make a single player game um this uh ridgeline is taking leadership of the single player game but they will still be working with dice probably for engine reasons and just basic gameplay stuff uh, as they kind of catch their feet as a new developer. We have season four of 2042 coming uh, in this coming week. I'm super excited. I've been grinding my um, season levels pretty hard, trying to get it where I don't have to pay anything to finish the season, but if I have to, I'll spend a few bucks as well um 2042 is in a really good spot right now if you if you played it before didn't love it i suggest coming back if you haven't played 2042 if you like battlefield games i highly suggest you at least try to find it really cheap and play it a little bit it is different but i really like it um i think it's a ton of fun so so you know that that's uh, i'll leave that up to you story number seven we have uh, confirmation slash rumors that Ubisoft and Konami will be attending E3 2023. Um, we're expecting a strong quote unquote lineup from Ubisoft, which will include games like uh, The Division of Heartland. Um, probably be talking about games like the new Splinter Cell, obviously the new Assassin's Creed and Far Cry's. Um, and maybe some other surprises. We'll have to wait and see. Um, Konami is possibly the more interesting situation here, where supposedly they're going to be showing off Metal Gear Solid remakes, and they very well may be showing off the future of Metal Gear Solid, which may include making games without uh, you know the original creator. So um, we'll we'll have to see how that goes. They didn't exactly. Um, help survival last a super long time when they added that to their game so i'm kind of curious to see where um ubisoft and konami go individually but i'm especially happy that they're both going to be showing up at the e3 because something like this you know this metal gear solid news is going to bring people out and there's a really good chance that especially if microsoft acquires uh, Activision Blizzard that it'll be quite a show that they'll make a pretty big deal out of it so we have story number 8 the, the Division 2 season 11 uh, they have a live stream coming on the 27th they have a patch releasing on the 28th um, the 27th it'll be interesting because I think this season 11 um, is kind of a light season we don't have a new game mode I think we have some gear I think we have some guns um, some stuff like that I'm sure there'll be some cute stuff in the middle that they give us, um, you know, some skins and stuff like that uh, through the uh, battle pass. Uh, I know there's some new exotics and new named weapons and stuff. I'm just personally not expecting a ton from this. I think year five when they have a new mode could be more interesting. But if you look at the, if you look at the track of, of these division updates, I just expect it to be, a neat manhunt with some story and then that's about it um i've not gotten super into all of the new gear all of the new gear sets things like that i mean it's cool and if i get it i'll check it out like they have the ninja bike backpack coming back with similar attributes as the first game which will make some things more interesting but i just um I don't know. I just can't get super into it. I'll play it. I'll play through the manhunt. I'll do the things. But it'll be pretty minimal, I think. Story number nine, Resident Evil 4 Remake gameplay trailer. So they showed a bunch of gameplay from Resident Evil 4 and some new areas and parts of the game in the map uh, that we haven't seen yet and it just looks so good these aren't my type of games i am not a very frightful person i don't like being scared and so these games have always creeped me out and made it really hard for me to really even consider playing or finishing but uh more than likely just like resident evil 2 which i never finished i'll probably buy this remake i'll play like five hours of it and then i'll get too scared and i'll chicken shit away but that's okay. Maybe I'll get my money's worth in those few hours that I play it. Story number 10, X Defiant, uh, the Ubisoft, formerly Tom Clancy, PvP game that they've been working on for quite a while. Um, had a big test uh, for crossplay. I dabbled a little bit. I mean, the game feels fine. It's okay. I just, I don't know. I'm not super into it. Um, I'm, I'm curious to if other people will be. I did make the mistake of, uh, saying that I'm not really into it. And a bunch of Twitter people, real or not, got very upset about that. And, and the very, the most striking part of this is it seems like, skill-based matchmaking and like Call of Duty and stuff really upsets people. And it seems like all of the people who are the most upset about that have come to X Defiant because it says it's not going to do that. Um you know we'll see how it works out. But there are some fanatical people about X Defiant, and I will just say it is a very weird hill to die on. In my opinion, I don't get it because I don't think it's a very good game. But uh, who am I to uh, who am I to judge? Uh, maybe it's perfect, and they um, I don't know. I'm not i'm I'm not uh, I'm not hopeful, but I, I think uh, Ubisoft's recent history has shown that we're lucky if they're free to play games or they're kind of side spin-off games. If they last more than a year, it seems like a success. So we'll see how X define goes. I'm not hopeful. Uh, the final and eleventh story is. Shinji Mikami is leaving Tango Gameworks. This is a studio that just released Hi-Fi Rush. Um, This isn't super surprising because back in 2019 uh, Mikami had said that they were intending on leaving eventually after they feel like they had properly taught the next generation of developers. Well, considering uh, Mikami did not lead up uh, Hi-Fi Rush but was more of an advisor and seeing how good that game came out it's hard not to feel like they he did something right or hired the right people or whatever so i'm really excited for um whatever is next for them it is a bummer to see uh sinji leave right after you know a huge success of a game with hi-fi rush but i'm sure they are on to bigger and better things even if it's nothing and just retiring as for my content this week, uh, I had a couple of YouTube videos. I had a Bioware will be fine video. Uh, Mr. Maddie Plays and a few other people have made videos in the last few months, basically spelling the end of Bioware, especially if Dreadwolf doesn't do well. I don't have the same take. I actually think it's quite the opposite. So I decided to make my own video. So if you go over to youtube.com slash bond. Diesel, you can check out my videos there including that one you can also check out can mass effect have a canon ending where i've kind of covered the subject before but i wanted to do a more concise cover this time and basically, I list all of the possible endings, how I think they can mold those into the next game, and how I would pick one of the endings and go hard at it. And I talked about the ending I would prefer. So go over to my YouTube, check that out, um, and you know, leave a comment if you have your own thoughts. I, uh, you know, really enjoyed making that video. Uh, for listener questions, we didn't have any this week. Um, if you want to leave your own, you can get into my Discord. You can also reply to the tweets I put out on at Bon Diesel and at the Echo Cast. Um, there were no stories I really felt crazy passionate about this week. So this is kind of a short episode uh, for, for now. But I think as we have more games come out, as I get to play more stuff, as we have probably like a Starfield showcase coming up fairly soon i would think um i'll have a lot more to talk about but for this one i think i'm just gonna leave it short so thank you so much for listening i am happy to get any feedback for the show if you have it please give it to me in whatever method you deem appropriate you can find me all over the internet as bond diesel on twitter youtube instagram and over on twitch Uh, again please you know subscribe to the the show on your podcast provider Uh, subscribe to my youtube channel like this video leave a comment Uh, that is all i have so until next time I'm